Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You sit at a desk. They sit at a desk. You have sales reports. They have book reports. You need supplies. They need supplies. Business is a lot like school. That's why your small business should take advantage of back-to-school deals at Staples. Now, Staples 1-inch 3-ring binders are $1.92. One-subject notebooks are just $0.25. And two-pocket poly folders are just $0.35 each. Make back-to-school your business at Staples. In-store only while supplies last. Offer ends 9-1-18, limit 30. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, after a week off, we're back with the Finsider Podcast. It's Kevin coming to you with all the Dolphins talk you guys want to talk about. I'm joined with my producer, James. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing well, thanks. Um, Obviously, a little bit of weirdness with the volume of the intro there. I don't know what that was about. But uh, another week, well, another two weeks since uh, I kind of canceled last week's show. Sorry about that, guys. If you're uh, trying to get into the habit of listening, I'm, I'm trying to make it a habit of putting the show out. But uh, last week, medically, I was not up to doing the show. So uh, that's why it ended up being canceled. Um, 
first thing up is obviously the supplemental draft took place today. And Josh Gordon was the only player taken. He was taken by the Cleveland Browns in the second round, which kind of surprised me. I mean, the Browns make sense. I'm surprised they went in the second round unless they just felt like somebody was going to jump ahead of them and get them. But it means that they don't have a second round pick now in next April's draft. And for a guy that sat out a year of football last year, it's kind of a risky pick. I don't know if uh, I would have done that pick. You thought? Any thoughts on the supplemental draft from you, James? I wouldn't have spent that spent that high a pick on him. Maybe a fifth. Yeah, I was I was okay with the Dolphins doing a third for him because they had an extra third. If they didn't, I would have said a fourth or fifth. But with the extra third, I was okay with going after him with a third, but I'm surprised. Um, the fun thing about the supplemental draft is we'll never know if the Dolphins did put in a claim for him because once he's selected, they never release who else put in bids. So the Dolphins could have tried to get him, but I don't know. Um, I did hear – I was talking – or talking. I wasn't talking. I was listening to ESPN Radio yesterday, I think, and uh, John Clayton was on, and he was talking about Gordon, and they were talking about how his pro day went, and he ran a 4.52, I think was what it came out as, for his 40, and there was a lot of um, a lot of people who used that as justification that he wasn't worth anything and that he was slow and all this, but from what Clayton was saying is, first off, he had the quad injury before he ran the 40. So that right there is going to slow him down some. And then secondly, he said, uh, for his size, that's a great speed. And for a guy who is out of shape because he hasn't played football in a year, that's a great speed. So Clayton was saying that Whatever team gets him, if they get him in the second round or the third round or the fourth round, they're getting a steal because he's probably a first-round talent. So it was interesting to hear that because everything I had heard was, yeah, third, fourth. Somebody might jump up and get him early third, but that was about it, and then he went in the second. So I was kind of surprised by that. I do do also want to point out – the Browns had come out and clearly said they were not interested in him. So even in the supplemental draft, we get the misdirection and the <laughs> I, I'm I'm do, saying this, but I'm going to do something else. So uh, you got to love the NFL and the misdirection. <sighs> hey, you like my activity on Blog Talk Radio? That's nice. <laughs> it just popped yeah. up on my screen. <laughs> yeah, um but um okay, so before the show, we were having a good discussion on uh fantasy football and its role in the NFL and in a site like ours. So you want to go back into what you were talking about? You mean as far as is me not being that interested in it? Yeah. <laughs> or- yeah, your, your your view of it versus why you understand its role. I understand why it's important to have it on have it on the blog or have it on any site. You know, a representation of it, you know, a discussion of it because it's popular 
among the fans. You know, there's a majority of the fans that are into fantasy football, even though it's something that doesn't interest me. I think uh, he, I, I think the 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 point there is the fact that um, I just lost my train of thought. That sucks, man. I'm such a bad host. <laughs> um, the uh, what time tonight? Dolphin eighty eight. We're on right now. You should be listening. Yeah, I told him. Um, the the. The point is, we have lots of things on the site, and fantasy football is a major part, and we're going to start probably next week seeing some fantasy football posts coming in and starting to get ready for the season because, I mean, we're down to, what, today's the 12th? Say the 12th? I think so. Uh, so yes, it is. Yes. So we're two weeks and a day away from training camp for the Dolphins, so... We're, wow. we're getting close, but we got to start getting uh, we got to start getting fantasy stuff up there, and we're going to start transitioning back to an in season type of uh, uh, posting, an in season type of blog. But I think your point is more so about everything on the site than it is necessarily just fantasy football, because no, yes. we we have. And I'm taking this down an alley that might come across as condescending or arrogant or something. I, I don't want it to sound that way, but we get a lot of posts or comments and emails about why is this on here? Why do we have to read this? This is stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I think your point about fantasy football ties right into that. In it's, I put up a post next week on fantasy football, and you're not interested in fantasy football. You're just going to keep going. Don't right. read it. And for some reason, I, I don't know why, and like I said, I don't want this to sound condescending. I don't want it to sound arrogant, but I don't know why people feel like if it's on the front page, they have to read it, and if they don't agree with it, then it shouldn't have been put on the front page. <sighs> My arrogance condescending rank for the No, day. I don't think it's arrogant. I mean, if you, if you subscribe to, say, Sports Illustrated, you know, you're, you're, say you're a fan of the four major sports or whatever, and maybe some peripheral sports, you know, some of the lesser sports, cycling or soccer or whatever, um, you know, you might pick it up and there might be a story about men's water polo in there or whatever. You don't care about that, but you just skip over it. And it's in there because somebody cares about it, and that's just how it, that's just how it goes. Yeah, so there, I, there's going to be a, there's going to be aspects of football, the NFL, the Dolphins that people don't care. You know, maybe they don't care about some post about the cheerleaders, or whatever. But some people might love it. So, so if you don't like it, go to the next thing. I think the uh, the main point is, and it's kind of what you said. Well, not really. I I'm pulling it out of what you said, but it's not really what you said. <laughs> the we're in the middle of July. There's just nothing going on. So, yes, the things on the site aren't necessarily always Dolphins-related. They're not always football-related right now, just because there's nothing to write about. I mean, the supplemental draft is a godsend simply because it's actual football stuff. And I can actually write about that. 
of course, I'm deciding to be on vacation this week, so I'm not really writing about it, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, okay. <sighs> I'm I'm off my high horse. I hope I didn't offend anybody. I'm glad to see that Dolphin eighty eight is listening now. Um, but guys, feel free to call in. I didn't give you the uh, the phone number to start the show. Uh, this time, but it's on the site. It's three four seven three two six nine four six one. Give us a call. We'll talk about whatever you want. Dolphins, um, NFL, anything. If you watched the franchise last night and saw the first episode of that, and uh, want to talk Marlins baseball, we can do that too. I enjoyed watching Heath Bell tell us that he's there to do a job and he's going to do that job. I just want to point out he didn't say what the job was so i'm guessing saves are not part of his job as he sees it but hey that's just me um uh, and i'm back oh hey you're back welcome back um it's it's good to have you back and uh at the same time we'll go ahead and bring in dolphin 88 wants to talk a little fantasy football dolphin 88 welcome to the show well, thank you, thank you. It's my first time calling in. I'm usually working on Thursday night or Thursday or Friday morning early. I go up early, so anyway, I just wanted to say that on uh, fantasy football, I can't see uh, cheering for another team because I'm a Dolphins fan, and you know I'm going to die a Dolphins fan. That's the way it is. And uh, if I happen to be playing fantasy and I've got a, you know, a, one of my People on my team are for another team that I really don't like. I can't see cheering for them to score, so I can do whatever happens with fantasy football. So I'm just, you know, I try to ignore it. I just blow over it most of the time. Every now and then I'll throw in a comment about my fantasy is two big boob blondes in a hot tub with me naked, and that's, you know, that's my fantasy. So <laughs> that's a little different fantasy, but uh, yeah, um, I, that's I understand. The best time. I understand. I understand that argument. I know a lot of people that are that way. Um, even last year, listening to Mike and Mike on the radio on ESPN Radio, um, Greeny, he's obviously everybody knows he's a diehard Jets fan. But oh yeah, he he it got to his rotation in the draft, and he refused to take Tom Brady because. He couldn't go. He couldn't do anything that would make it so he wanted Tom Brady to do well. And I can respect that. Um, I've played fantasy football for years, and I don't have any qualms with taking Tom Brady or uh, Mark Sanchez, even though that's a horrible pick. But uh, oh god, Ladanian Tomlinson or whoever it is on the Jets, Bills, or Patriots. I don't have a problem with taking it. I will not root for them in any way, shape, or form. After the week is over, I'll go back and look and go, okay, good, he got me some points. But, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it is it is difficult for some people, not, not saying that it's like you should get over it, but it, it, it's difficult for some people just to go, okay, I have to pick a guy that I want to see do poorly. But I want to see him do well because I want my fantasy team to win. I understand that, and I can't argue against it. I mean, 
Well, I understand it too. I got a brother that's a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I can't stand him, and he's like, "Oh man, they're the greatest team, and you guys, you know, suck and all this shit." And I'm just like, "Okay, no problem." But when we come up here and kick your ass, you're gonna, you're gonna know that we're the Dolphins, and that's what's happening. And he goes, "Well, you let me know when that happened." I said, "Trust me, I will." And uh, I just beat his ass in horseshoes two times straight, and he can't stand that because he pitches horseshoes almost professionally. So. It's just you know I'm I I can't cheer for anything but the Dolphins. I just got to do the best. I got to get you know that's all I can do. Yep. I, I, if people I, if people want to play fantasy, that's fine. You know that's that's a uh, diversion. Everybody has their own little diversions, you know. So yep. Especially I, when the Dolphins you know, are crapping out another season. It's a diversion. They from, don't do it this from the year. season, but. Um, yeah, and fantasy is fun. I mean, we'll have it again this year. We'll have another official Finsider League, and we'll do the lottery and pick people to join it. We won't do the 20-team league like we did last year because that was just horrible. But we'll do it again, and anybody that wants to sign up can once we get around to setting up the league. But um, I, I – I can't fault anybody for saying, no, I don't want to play because of that exact reason. I mean, and then James just, in your case, just doesn't like it. So, I mean. that's Well, I'm the same I, way. I mean, but everybody has their own choices and everybody makes their own picks and everything. And that's what they want to do in their life. And I just don't, basically, I don't have time for it to figure out, you know, who's doing what. You know, it's kind of a busy schedule for me. And uh, no matter what I do, I just... I'm lucky. I got finally after going on vacation on the 29th. I managed to get in the pool today for about an hour and relax. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it's just like too much stuff going on in life to sit back and, you know, do imaginary stuff like that. Yep. It so. it it does, and that that's what kills me. I run a fantasy baseball league. I'm in a bunch of other people's fantasy baseball leagues, and it kills me because by a month month and a half into the season, I don't have time to spend every single day adjusting rosters and checking on players and which pitchers are starting and all that stuff, which is why I prefer ba- uh, football, I mean, why I prefer fantasy football, because it's a one-week thing. You know, you there's only games two, maybe three days a week, so That's it correct. makes it a lot easier to to handle, but yeah, I can, I can see that, and I mean, I've been on vacation for, what, Three, four days now, four days now, and James has sent me text messages that I need to stop sending him emails and sending uh, KMB emails and Brian emails about stuff that could go up on the site and things that the site could be doing because, yeah, I, I can't step away very easily, and I know exactly what you're saying. I I need to go out to the pool and go hang out there for a day and just get away and forget about the site for a day. Yes, you do. Cause, uh, <laughs> trust me, you're going to burn out, man. I mean, we don't want to see that. So we're all concerned about you. So, uh, yeah, everybody got to take some time. I mean, tomorrow I'm on the road again to Plant City, Florida, again, to uh, help my mom out. And then Saturday and Sunday, I'm one Saturday I'm supposed to go look at a boat for somebody. And then Sunday – it's my day. I'm going to be in the pool all day, and I don't care what anybody says. Nice. 
I got to sit back and relax, man. I got to go back to work Monday. So, but anyhow, uh-huh. fantasy football for those who want to do it is great. For me, whenever I see it's fantasy, I just click on it, do uh, shift A, it's red, <laughs> and I keep right on going, you know? And I'm sure James does pretty much the same thing. Shift A. I, that's a great thing. I actually read the comments, but that's 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 what I do. So uh, Shift A. I've been so busy the shift last a and week. Z. That, yeah, Shift A is great. So. <laughs> anyway, but I've been so busy that I'm so far behind on reading comments on some of the stuff that's been going on that I'll never get caught up. But anyway, well, oh, yeah. thanks for having me on. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Give us a I love to listen to you. I, even whenever I can't be on, I listen to you. Usually on Friday, sometime I try to listen. So, you well, know, because you put it up on the website for people to listen, even though they're not available to listen on Thursday nights. So it's really yep. great. Well, thanks very thanks much. Thanks for calling in, bud. Thanks for calling in. All right, we'll do. Bye. You have a good night. Bye. I just uh, changed the subject. I just put up a uh, fan shot on the site. Um, Ben Bolin over at Palm Beach Post. I, I don't know how recent it is. I don't see a time on his post, but it's fairly recent because I saw his tweet about it that is what caught my attention. But it's about um, the Dolphins are already communicating with the NFL about changing the logo for next year. Oh, my. And, um, it, uh, they're, it's a if if what he says he says he's seen the mock-ups of what they're le- leaning towards and he has an example of what it'll be if you remember back to the uh Dolphin Stadium when it was Dolphin Stadium the outline of the dolphin it was the dark blue uh teal and green like silhouette or uh, orange silhouette of a dolphin that's what he says the mock-ups are going to look like but the sun will be there that they'll add the sun back in and it will be jumping through the sun again. But uh, it, it's it's different. I mean, it's drastically different if that's the way they go. And it'll be interesting so, to see what D- Dolphins fans think of it. So it's this dolphin above where it says Dolphin Stadium. That's what the Dolphins going to look like. Yeah, that dolphin. He it says in there that it's something like that. That that's not I'm exactly not, it. But I'm not gonna and, lie. I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> And then put the sun behind it. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't mind the logo we have now, but that's just me. Um, I, I don't mind the logo we have now. Um, above, above it on the site, if you guys are going to read that article, um, above it on there, they have the current logo and then the uh, 66 to 96 logo, and. I wouldn't want to go back to that. I mean, it has a ton of tradition and everything, but it just – it's not modern. It's not right for now anymore. They um, did a good job of updating it, I think, without they did. getting away from the the original intent. Right. Get the get the rays out of there. Those thin rays had to go. But right. everything else, I mean, yeah, they, they upgraded it made it more modern. But – at the same time, I can see where they're trying to go with changing it so that it's even more modern. We're, we're keeping up with the times. And I can't say that the funny little silhouette thing down there on the Dolphin Stadium version, that I can't say that it's bad. 
I mean, it needs a little more detail, I think. It can't be just that, but I'm not against it either, but I think it'll be interesting to see what Dolphins fans say of it, given that we are very, we are a very tradition-oriented fan base and team. So it'll be interesting to see. But um, so What you're saying is you don't love it, but you don't hate it? Is that what you're trying to say? I, I think so. I think so. I I think that there needs to be a little more to it, but yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I'm trying to see if anybody, nobody in the uh, in the live thread has said anything about it yet. But if you guys want to go over there and look at it, we'll see some of your comments and see if we can say them on the air. If you don't absolutely go nuts about it, but <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a fan shot on the front page if you guys want to link over to the Ben Bolin article and see uh, what you think of what could be the Dolphins' new logo or a portion of it. But Mike D. said it's not 100% certain the Dolphins will change the logo for next year, but they're looking to freshen it up, is what he tweeted after. Huh. So... I'm retweeting it right now. In case you guys follow me, you should follow me on Twitter at the Finsider. I'm very difficult to figure out, um, but yeah, and you should uh, subscribe to the show either on Blog Talk Radio or you should subscribe to it over on uh, iTunes. Because uh, iTunes, you can download it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I like this current logo, Daytona Dolphin. On his right. I I I, I, I agree, agree with him. I agree to some to some part. Yeah. Um. I can't. If they said they were going to leave it the same, I don't have an, I don't have a problem with that. Um. I I understand why they're trying to they're trying to upgrade it and make it modern and bring it up with the fact that we're trying to turn the page and change our um marketing schemes and change the way people look at the Dolphins. So I can understand why they would want to do it, but like I said, we're tradition-based. We're a tradition-based franchise. We're a tradition-based fan base. So if they leave it the same, I don't think too many people are going to... Uh, There's always money in marketing things. behind these sorts of things, too, because they oh, know yeah. they can turn around and sell You know, at the stadium. They can sell in the pro shops they have around town. I can sell a oh, lot yeah. more jerseys, a lot more shirts, and everything else. So hats, exactly. And whatever. Exactly. So. I mean, look at the Miami Marlins just changing their from their city from Florida to Miami, and Miami Marlins hats went crazy, and it was a it was a big deal. But, yeah. Oh. Apparently, uh. Halo 4 is going to have its own Xbox. In case Ooh. you were wondering, Halo 4. Oh, Halo 4. Out, which comes out in November, I believe. October, November. Somebody will correct me. I was not wondering that at all, but now I, I know. Yeah, it was one of the tweets. Uh, Polygon. The um, the if you if you follow how SB Nation is uh, built, SB Nation used to be parent company with all the sports blogs under it. They decided they wanted to build an electronic side, so they 
So Vox Media is the parent company now with SB Nation on one side and The Verge on the other side. And then uh, Polygon is the gaming blog that is starting. It has not actually gone official yet. It's working through The Verge, but it will become its own site. So I follow them on uh, Twitter, and they just posted that Xbox or Halo 4 will have its own fancy Xbox. <sighs> See, we talk about things other than uh, the other than the Dolphins too. We're trying to keep you all up to date on everything. We're all over it. Yeah, trying to keep you up to uh, oh. Uh, RZAYO24. Remember RZ? I do. How can I forget RZ? He apparently does not like the uh, new logo idea, according to Twitter. Really? They are, he says, dolphins are, um, we'll say, using a feminine hygiene product, their logo. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's such a shy one, that RZ. I don't know. He needs to uh he, he he needs to come out of his shell and tell us what he's really thinking. Exactly. Uh but uh, um Dolphin eighty eight says the logo this logo is great, change comes hard. It does. If the dolphins do change, there's gonna be there's gonna be a backlash. But it depends on how they do it. If uh, if they get the fans involved, the fans will buy off on it easier. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, call in. Come on. Three four seven three two six nine four six one. One of these days, I'll memorize that phone number, and I won't have to keep reading it. Paranoid Finn fan kind of I, I he he goes along with what I was saying. Uh unless they detail it a lot more, prefer to keep it the way it is. And yeah, I think there needs to be more details into that. I, I like where it's headed, but there needs to be more details before I can buy off on changing it from what it is. Um B. Bickley, he, we need to send a serious message to Ross. Please do not change the logo. Come on, Stephen Ross. Keep the colors and the logo the same. Do not do a season-long promotion on tradition, only to follow it up with a new symbol. Um, to some degree, I agree with that. Um, the issue is when the Nike switch happened this year from the beginning – Mike D was already coming out and saying the Dolphins were looking at changing their logo for next year or 2014, one of the two. And so the fact that they're doing it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, it's been talked about since, what, March? Is that when the new the new jerseys came out? I think it was. But it's not a new thing. It's not. It shouldn't be a surprise, but... And that's the thing that people are going to get is what Finn's fan A said. Always hated the cur- current logo. It's almost cartoony. And there's a lot of people that feel that way too. It's uh, it, it is kind of a cartoon 
fin, a cartoon dolphin, and there are a lot of people that have issues with that because, I mean, really, we are one of the only teams that have something that looks like a cartoon logo. So, um, I mean, I have here in my house, I have both the old logo and the new logo hanging on my wall. So, if a third one comes out, I'll I'll go with that. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Dolphin88 just said lost you, Kevin. I'm hoping everybody else can hear me, too. Um, Everyone else still hear us? Hey, if you can hear us, post a comment saying you can hear us. Let us know that it's Dolphin88 that's having the problem and not us. But Finn's fan A also says, uh, not a huge fan of the new version either. Reminds him of Miami Vice. And, yep, I can see that, too. <laughs> the kind of, uh, huh. we're back now, according to Dolphin Dolphin 88. So I hope it was just him, no offense, 88, but I hope we didn't drop to everybody. Yeah. That would um, be bad. But Daytona Dolphin says he still has us, so hopefully it was okay. for some reason. But, um... Okay, so since we seem to be stumbling on what to talk about now, and we're only at the halfway mark, we're only at 30 minutes in, um, please give us a call, guys, at 347-326-9461. I see Drew Drew Brees is about to sign a $100 million contract with the Saints if they can come to terms on the guaranteed money. They're $10 million apart in the guaranteed money. There's that. Mm. That's going on. They've got until Um, Monday. Yeah, Ed Reed saying he might hold out. Um, That's always good. I don't kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, quarterbacks. Obviously, we weren't on last week to talk about quarterbacks, and I uh, I posted my video earlier this week. Yes, I'm on vacation, but I made a video anyway. Um, when we get to training camp. Apparently, David Garrard is looking like the starter. He has a slight edge over Matt Moore. And then Tannehill is the third quarterback. And it seems like people are upset by this. And it's not everybody, and I don't mean to make it sound like it's everybody. But people are complaining that we're why is Tannehill so far back? He's going to be a bust, things like that, because he's starting at the third-string quarterback level. But at the same time, back in April when we were getting ready to draft him, and then once we did draft him, the point was he's somebody that's going to have to sit for a while. We knew that from the beginning. He's got all the potential in the world. He's just not ready. And I can't I can't fault the Dolphins for taking him at eight because he wouldn't have been there much longer. I think that the Browns would have taken him if the Dolphins hadn't. So – we took him. He's our quarterback of the future, but the fact that he has to sit for a while right now doesn't bother me in the least. Let him sit. Let him be a backup quarterback. Let him learn from Garrard and Moore, and hopefully he's ready by next year. I still think that, I mean, I I, I have hopes for this Dolphins team. Realistically, I don't think we end up in the playoff chase this year. I mean, granted, we could have a magical 
2008 year with a new court with a new coach again, and David Garrard could play the Chad Pennington role. So we could, and if we do, David Garrard or Matt Moore, whoever has the hot hand, carries us into the playoffs. Not a problem with that. I'll root for them the whole year. But I think at some point, if we are out of playoff contention, Tannehill comes in, and you start Tannehill. Because the best way to get the experience and get used to the game speed is to be put on the field. But I'm not going to complain that he's a third-string quarterback going into training camp. Can't uh, can't do it. Can't complain about it. Your thoughts on the quarterback situation, James? Um, I, I follow along those same lines. I mean, you put in the best guy to start the year, and if the thing goes south, and you you put in the rookie and and you know baptism by fire and see what he's got and get him ready for the next season, because we know the other two guys are not long-term answers. And eventually you're going to have to find out if Tannehill is the answer. And, I mean, I think we all hope he is because we spent such a hockey draft pick on him. Yeah. And if not, then you need to know sooner than later. Yep, we do. Um, I don't think no, – I, I think no matter what happens this year, um, he's got at least <laughs> be Bickley. Miami Vice Rock, Crockett and Tubbs ruled the 80s. <laughs> but Duke says Gerard is taking us, taking us to the playoffs. Write it down. Um, I'm a, I, I, he could. He very easily could. And I can't say that I would be surprised by it. But at the same time, there's a lot of uh, lot of issues that this team has that could stop us from doing it. I mean, we need wide receivers to step up. I'm I'm okay with the wide receivers we have. Keith and I actually had this KMB. We had this conversation earlier this week um, when he called me to tell me to stop doing stuff for the site. <laughs> um, uh. I'm frozen. I, I just lost my train of thought and lost all my words. I don't know what just happened right there. Um, with uh, wow, this is bad. Sorry, guys. I got distracted and lost my train of thought. Um, when it comes to the quarterbacks, if Gerard is going to win it and is going to be the hot hand, go for it. Let him. Let him do it. Um. But we have to get the wide receivers up. And now I'm back on my train of thought because now I figured out where I was. And, and I'm back. Keith and I talked about, hey, welcome back. You missed it. It was bad while you were gone. Was I, com- it? Okay. I completely lost my train of thought. And You put that Cadillac in the ditch again? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> but so uh, the wide receivers have to step up. We have to have somebody, uh, somebody step up. But – this is where Keith and I were discussing it. The wide receivers in Green Bay, everybody goes, well, the wide receivers have better talent in Green Bay as the Dolphins look to spread around the ball this year among their wide receivers, which, okay, the Packers may have greater talent. But at the same time, 
couldn't they be throwing the ball around, which makes their wide receivers look like they have better talent? I can see that argument too. So let's see what the receivers do this year in getting the ball and as we spread them out and throw the ball to just about everybody. Um, let's uh, – <laughs> apparently the Dolphins are having a uh, a throwback limited edition hat for everybody at the home opener on September 16th. has the old-style logo on the front, and on the back it says 1972, still perfect. Yeah, look so. at your screen, brother. I know. I'm I'm checking it. <laughs> okay. okay. But yeah, I I was trying to finish my thought on the wide receivers, but it's probably better that Duke is calling in right now because yeah, that was a horrible horrible discussion. But let's go ahead and bring in Duke. Duke, welcome to the show. Howdy y'all. Howdy. Howdy y'all. <laughs> Nice. What's up? Uh, not much. Been What's busy. on your mind tonight? I uh, well, yeah, I said y'all need callers, so I called in. We definitely need callers, because otherwise it's me babbling, and you just heard how bad that was. I'm sorry I missed that. Well, actually, I really am. Oh, it was. Oh, actually, you're, I just, talking about, you're talking about the uh, sorry the wide receiver position. I read something this week that said. Uh, in Green Bay's offense, the tight ends and backs get about – they got about one-third of the targets from the quarterback. So you yep. kind of think that that's going to translate here. So what we like is probably going to see more from Sano, Clay, Agnew, and, of course, the backs. Yep. I think, I think with uh, – Miller, Bush, Agnew, I think we're going to uh we're we're gonna have options out there besides just Brian Hartline and uh Devon Bess and Chad Johnson. So and at this point I'm assuming Chad Johnson makes the team. I just I think he makes the team. And I'm still sticking with my Roberto Wallace bandwagon. Um I've read that he and uh, David Girard have built kind of a little uh, rapport with one another, so I think he can be, I think he can be a guy that, that's going to pick up his game a little bit. He's got the size, he's got the speed. If he can get down some of the nuances of route running and things like that, I think we expect, you know, not necessarily a, you know, a super year, Pro Bowl year, but I think we can expect a better year from him. You know, yep, you know, forty to fifty catches. Yeah, maybe six touchdowns if he's good enough. Uh, Ben Bolin just tweeted again saying, honestly, I saw a mock-up of one potential new logo and I wanted to hate it, but had to admit it was pretty cool. Good blend of old and new. Interesting. Meanwhile, uh, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Alfie Crow, who runs the uh, Jaguars blog, for SB Nation, he just pointed out that the official Rockets Twitter account just recently followed Dwight Howard, Duhan, Jay Rich, and Big Baby. So, uh, is there a reason why the Rockets are fo- suddenly following Dwight Howard? 
Hmm. Um. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of rumors that they were moving moving somebody. I don't know. I read it earlier. They're moving somebody out of there today to to facilitate that trade. So yeah. I think uh, I think Dwight's just got to either suck it up and go. I want to stay in Orlando, or I'll sign somewhere else because the Nets seem to just okay. We're done. We can't make this work. We're out. So dude, that 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 trade saga changes by the hour. So yes, I heard that the Nets were out, and I heard that they were back all in, and then I heard they were out. I don't know what's going on. So and I heard the Lakers were in the mix. I mean. God help us all if they go, if he goes to the Lakers. Yeah, that's that's the one that seems the most likely right now. But um, yeah, if he goes to the Lakers, it's. I harsh. mean, I mean, Kobe Bryant has the selling point. Look, you come here, we win a championship or two. I'm getting towards the end of my career, so I retire, and then it's your town. Yep. Well, but, with, with now that they've added Nash, they could they could rip off another. Two or three in a row. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure the Heat fans are dropping. Say no, no, but I don't know, man. It'd be really tough to beat. We got to see. I re- I like OKC. I mean, it's probably the Spurs fan in me that makes me like OKC. And no, I mean, really, yeah, the, the Spurs North. You mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. But I'd really like to see them do well. Um, I mean, I'm a Magic fan too, so. I'd like to see the Magic do well, but obviously that's going to be a few years down the road as they rebuild after uh, Dwight Howard and another star center goes off to L.A. or wherever he ends up this time. I think OKC needs to upgrade their coaching staff to uh, take the next step. But that's just my they might have to my my take on it. They've got they've got the players and they've got them all signed signed long term and they're all young, but the coaching staff is pretty meh. Do you uh? Did you watch any of the ESPYs last night, either one of you? I did not. I I, I watched I watched like the first hour before I gave up. But um the in the uh opening monologue, um who was the host? I can't remember who the host was now. But the host in his opening monologue says uh the Kentucky Wildcats, they had six players drafted in the first round. Just so you're tracking that six players and eleven eyebrows. <laughs> I absolutely loved that because of unibrow uh, Davis. That's so funny. That guy loves his unibrow, and I'm not sure why. But okay, so since we're uh, completely off topic now, um, wow, Finn's fan A says LeBron Buff said. <laughs> I do know you fixed it, but I just liked it. Buff said, um, "B Bigley." <laughs> make it, yeah, I like that. This Dwight Mayer must has to end. That's good. Yeah, the Dwight Mayer has to end. Rob Riggle, thank you, Finns fan A. That's who it was. It was Riggle. Um, B Bickley writes uh, on NFL Network this week. One of the commentators mentioned he can see Reggie Bush running for 1,500 yards on the ground with close to 20 TDs because the Dolphins will be able to incorporate him into the offense in so many ways. And it's true. I mean, I don't know if 1,500 yards is um, within his grasp simply because 
I think some of his touches or a lot of his touches are going to come on passes, swing passes, stuff like that. But I think he's going to have a huge year because he has the speed. I don't think Lamar Miller's ready to go. And granted, it's a running back position, so it's not like it's hard to make the transition from uh, college to the pros. But Lamar Miller will sit this year, be a change of pace, be a reserve guy, come in and um, come in and give Reggie a break, and then be ready to go next year because I don't think the Dolphins are going to re-sign Reggie Bush. So I think Lamar Miller has that spot, and then that leaves Daniel Thomas as the change of pace back, power guy, come up and get the short yardage, that kind of stuff. But I think uh, Bush loses rushing attempts to receptions. We'll see how that goes. Oh, Earl, you just finished working out and doing laundry, and then you called us? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> at least at least we know where we rank. We're behind the baby for obvious reasons. And then we're behind working out and doing his laundry. Then See, I'm okay being laundry. slotted behind the baby, but in, <laughs> maybe I, I, maybe even working out, I don't know. But I don't know about the laundry. That, that, that bothers me. <laughs> Hey man, it's got to get done. Sure, but there's there's seven days in the week. I'm just saying, we only do this show one day a week. Well, with the baby, there's usually about five five days worth of laundry. That's true. Okay, That's good true. good point. Good point. I can't argue that. He's talking about the Reggie Bush. There. I think 1,500 yards rushing might be that would be nice. I don't think he's going to get that. I think a more optimistic goal would be 2,000 yards. Total offense. Yeah. Uh, 2,500 if they throw him in for uh, punt return duty. Um, I think he can get, probably get close to 1,000, 1,200 yards rushing if he has a, if he stays healthy. And I think he can get close to 1,000 yards receiving if we use him right. So um, I, I think that's a good optimistic goal for him. 20 touchdowns is a lot, but, uh, you know, who knows. Yeah, I think I think if you if you did a total offense over rushing yards, fifteen hundred to two thousand is about right. Uh twenty touchdowns receiving and running, I think is about right. Um it may still be a bit high, 'cause like you said, twenty is a lot. But yeah, I'm not sure fifteen hundred I mean, if he gets close to fifteen hundred he'd be in the running for uh the rushing title. So he could he could make a run at it, but I don't know if I mean CJ2K might want to come back and show that oh I didn't lose anything last year besides the fact that I had a bad year and try to go for two thousand again or something. But um, fifteen hundred would put him in the running for it at least. I mean to get, get to get fifteen hundred yards, you know I just don't know how many touches he's going to get. Um, even in our fairly conservative offense last year, he only got um, 216 attempts. Yep. So, you know, if, if he's going to get close to 1,500, he's probably going to have to up that by about 100, uh, you know, get close to 300 to get that. Because um, I don't think he's going to average five-yard carry next season, uh, especially since uh, Marshall's not out there. 
he's going to be the focal point of the offense. I think people are going to be watching out for him uh, a little more now. I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot if, if they if they split him out wide and he's got you know some big slow linebacker on him. I think he's going to win that matchup. But I think they're going to try to eliminate him and force some of the other guys like Hartline, Bess, Thomas, you know, some of the guys that are unproven to step up and say, hey, we're going to take Bush out of the game. We're going to make you beat us now. Yep. Yeah. It, it Somebody has to step up. Somebody has to be that other option. And whether it's Brian Hartline, whether it's Devon Bess, or if it's um, Chad Johnson, somebody has to step up. Or Roberto Wallace. I'll throw him in there. Just for you. <laughs> but... <sighs> Sorry, I'm doing my favorite thing of reading and typing and uh, talking at the same time. I was so. I was posting. Were you? Oh, what were you posting? Uh, Dang it! It's for later. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know how I do. I know. I know. But um, well. I guess we can talk a little bit about the uh, – oh, Mike D. guarantees the Dolphins won't have any local blackouts in 2012. Huh. So they're going to buy out all the tickets? Uh, I guess they're buying out the tickets if they have to. Um, Well, all right. The Dolphins will once again do what it takes to ensure that no home games will be blacked out in South Florida in 2012. That's good news. And if you guys didn't see it on the site – the NFL last week, I think it was, it came out that um, teams only have to sell out. They have to they have to announce where. Let me see. They have to announce the level of the sellout. They can go from eighty five percent capacity all the way up to a hundred percent. If they pick something like eighty five, there is a penalty for going above that. And it's it's not like they're going to get fined or something, but it's just they owe the league a larger chunk of the revenue from 85 to 100 percent than from 84 and below because they exceeded it. And they don't want teams setting the bar at 85 percent across the NFL. They want them setting it at 100 percent, but they're willing to go as low as 85 so most likely the Dolphins will go to 85 because they were the second lowest team in average capacity percentage filled last year with 81%. Um, only the Bengals, I believe, were lower with um, 75%. So look for the Dolphins to be at 85%, and then they'll buy the tickets out to 85% as they have to. But it'll be interesting. Hmm. Let's see. For every ticket sold over 85%, the home team is forced to split 50% of the revenue with the visiting team. Okay. So normally the visiting team only receives 34% of the gate revenue. So that's the penalty. 16% extra of any ticket sold over whatever that sellout bar is set for each individual team. Assuming for the Dolphins, it's going to be 85%. Um, Anything over that is split 50-50 with the visiting team. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. But apparently the Dolphins are going to continue their streak of sellouts, which is sold out because 
Stephen Ross and local businesses have money to spend. D also confirmed that the Dolphins are well into discussions about changing the team's logo for next season, but said the changes won't be major, if they happen at all. Hmm. They have until November to officially inform the league of any changes for 2013. Hmm. We're not talking about changing colors or taking the sun off the helmet. It's definitely keeping one eye on what's traditional and the logo intact while keeping one eye on the 21st century version of that. Hmm. I guess we'll see. I say they should just slap the Finsider logo on the helmet and be done with it. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Me and that doll have issues, but that's okay. <clears throat> I didn't say anything. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> man, you just messed me all up now. Uh, Did I? Not you. Did I shoot? No. <laughs> Chris messed me all up. Duke Duke has right. me wanting to go down a, a uh, alley I don't want to go down yet. Yeah, just <laughs> walk away. <laughs> but uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Give us ideas. Come on, Duke, you got something you want to talk about? Uh, well, I've got some uh, non-football stuff that questions. Um, and I, this is one that has to do with basketball. I saw that. Uh, Leaf Kobe Bryant said that the current version of the Dream Team could beat the original version of the Dream Team. Yeah, seriously. And so I want to know where people stand on that. I know, I know uh, my brother's nine years younger than me, and he he kind of missed the whole Jordan era. So he's kind of one of those. He thinks that the, the new crew could is more athletic. He can beat up on the old crew, and I'm I'm old school. And I say, no, nah, the old guys would just dominate everybody. So. No, the 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 '92 Dream Team, the actual true Dream Team, would dominate. I mean, for the simple reason that, okay, first off, Kobe's argument was that the Dream Team, the original Dream Team, were in the twilight of their careers. <laughs> That's just not true. Now, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were, but the rest of them weren't. And then, who's going to guard? David Robinson, um, all the big guys that were on that team. This team this year has one center. If the dream team, the actual dream team were out there, all they do is put it inside. And you're not going to stop them. So, and then if you did try to double team like David Robinson, all they're going to do is kick it out to Jordan or Bird or Magic or anybody. Stockton's going to be... Freaking throwing assists everywhere. Why are you <clears throat> mean me? No, I'm just. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought you wanted me to say something. No, but okay. Keep rolling, man. Keep rolling. I uh, I I I mean, I will take into account the fact that um that. Kobe's going to say that because Kobe's a competitor and 
Kobe is going to want is going to always say that his team could beat anybody. I, I have no problem with that. But really, I mean, the the ninety two team was let me see. Jordan Johnson or Jordan Magic Bird, Ewing, Pippen, Malone, Stockton, Mullen, Robinson. There's somebody else I'm missing from the pros, and then Christian Leitner was on there from the college team. He was the only college player on it that year. And, I mean... Did you say Barkley? Barkley. Barkley was on it. That's who I'm forgetting. Oh, no, no, no. I'm missing somebody else. Um, Chris Mullen? Drexler. Clyde Drexler was on that team, too. Clyde, Clyde, yeah. So that's, yeah. So, um, I mean, Barkley, Barkley, Ewing, Robinson, uh, Malone, throw it into the big guys and just let them go at it. I mean, you have two guys that are seven feet or taller in Ewing and Robinson. Go at it. The, The interesting part would be and I know he had some comments. I'd like to see what his real comments are. But Coach K, how does he feel since he's on both teams? He was an assistant coach with that team in 92, and now he's obviously the head coach this year. So it would be interesting to actually his real opinion of which team was better. But, huh. And since... uh. Since you brought up, Chris, the questions word, I do want to remind people that they need to send me emails because our video mailbag for tomorrow is going to be really, really boring since nobody has sent me a question. So send me a question, anything you want to know about the Dolphins. You'll probably make the show since there isn't anybody else to compete against. Send me a question. My email address is everywhere on the site. It's thefensider at gmail.com. I mean, it's not hard. Send me an email. Let me know what you want answered, and I'll answer what I can. But I know we have this, too, so you guys get some of your questions answered that way. But send them to me. If you put your uh, Twitter handle in the email, I'll make sure that that shows up on the video as well. So that way, uh, maybe we can get some followers, like at Texas Cowpunk, who wants followers but doesn't have very many. I'm just I've saying. Up. <laughs> I've given up. I'm, I'm just saying he he's out there. You guys could follow him. I mean, he he he'd like followers. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. I'll do a follow Friday for you tomorrow. Sounds like sounds like a weird cult I'm starting or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm closer to Waco. No, that's true. <laughs> hey, you know they're 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 still out there in that compound. You could always swing by and visit them. I could. I won't, but I could. I've been to Waco a few times. I have not been to the compound. Yeah, it's just but. it's out there to the west somewhere. I'm not sure. Yeah, Waco's an odd city anyhow, but. Sports Illustrated just tweeted out uh, at at the half, T 
Team USA leads the Dominican Republic 50-27 to in an exhibition game at UNLV. Michael Jordan and Magic both said there is no comparison to the Dream Team. <laughs> and I'll go with uh I'll go with MJ and Magic. This team does not compare to the true dream team. As many times as we've used this is dream team number two and this is dream team number three and whatever it is, there's one dream team. That ninety two team was the dream team. Yep. Oh, I'm putting my uh <laughs> interesting. Apparently I'm uh I told you, Tex, beforehand, SB Nation is putting together the power rankings, preseason power rankings, and they're asking all of us as the managing editors to come together and put our uh, power rankings together, and then they'll average it out and figure out what the overall is based on what we say. But, uh, yeah, apparently I was putting mine in the Pride of Detroit's column, so maybe I should move it over to the Finsider. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, I think uh I think they'd like it if I put it in our column. Don't think that's Pride the name, of Detroit that's the, would like that's it. That's the name of that's the name of the Lions blog, the Pride of Detroit. Yes, yes Pride of Detroit. Uh, that's All right. <laughs> um I like uh Battle Red blog, the Texans blog. I like their name. Yeah, that's that's creative, you know, the Finsider, that's creative just, you know. I mean, the pride of Miami, What that could be, you know. Yes, I mean, but you have to take into account. It could be anything. You have to take into account a pride A pride is a group of lions. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I wasn't I wasn't looking to get it deep enough. Now, um, the Raiders is silver and, bra- silver and black pride. So they don't have the tie to the pride, but the lions do. Well, they're, they're Raiders fans, so. That's true. Enough said. Um, they're only they're only slightly one notch ahead of Jets fans. Gang Green Nation. Yes, I've had some fun lately. Um, I've gotten uh, the editors from Gang Green Nation on some of the emails between SB Nation and us. I'll write back a smart comment about the Jets, or they'll write a comment about the Dolphins in it, and so we, we've had some fun lately. We've started a nice little rivalry between our two sites, which is nice. Don't go over there and troll, but it's nice to have a little rivalry, especially with the Jets. I, I'm not. A, I can't. I'm not. I don't have the ability to go there at all anymore. So I know you don't. <laughs> you're one of you're one of our many many that can't go over there. Yes, and I didn't really ever do anything. But uh, my first my first banning was for defending Maddie, and then. My second banning was for, I guess, because I'd been banned previously, so Uh, I'm on a roll. Yeah, it's it's special when a contributing author is banned from another site. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I like gang creation. They're crazy. (laughs) Some of the guys that come over are really nice. Well, they are. They are very much, and I, I can't, I can't fault them. They are they are quicker on the ban button than most of the other sites, but at the same time, I can't fault them for it because lots of people like to troll the Jet site, not just Dolphins fans, but fans from the Giants and from across the um, league 
like to troll them, especially now with Tebow and all that stuff. So I can't fault them for being quick on the band trigger. They are they are easily one of the most hated teams across the uh, the uh, yeah. internet. It seems exactly. I, I, so. I don't think I realized it till we you know till a couple of years ago we were. I thought it was just a rivalry between us and them, and then you know you'd see people from the Bengals and the Texans and everyone else come and say, oh, "Please, please, just beat them." Yep. <laughs> and I, I, it was all. Go ahead. Rex Rex Ryan did not make it better for them. No, because him coming out and declaring them Super Bowl champions every year did not make things better for them. But they they are not one of the most loved teams around the league. Well, I think it's just his his overall persona turns off a lot of people. I know that you know here in Dallas, I listen to the sports radio, and uh, you know there's the the fans here. You think you know Cowboys fans? All they care about is that his brother can put together a good defense, but. They can't stand the way he acts here. You know, they just because there's people still have that mindset of we want our coaches to act like Landry, and I guess you can act like Jimmy Johnson as long as you're bringing in you know Super Bowl after Super Bowl. But otherwise, they're they're not going to put up with that that kind of behavior. In New York, it's just you know it's just another guy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the tweets I sent out last night, speaking of the Jets, was first. First award given out at the ESPYs last night was given out by Tim Tebow. And what other team's backup quarterback is out to present an award at the ESPYs? That's and true. That's so, like, so bizarre. It's and I mean it's funnier for us because it's the Jets, but for any team, it's just so strange. It's such an odd situation, but. And then uh, it was funny because Rob Riggle at the beginning had Tebow come out and uh, congratulate the Kentucky Wildcats because Riggle is a Kansas Jayhawk fan. And so uh, when Tebow was leaving, he's like, man, that guy's been shadowing me around all week. Sanchez, good luck with that all season. (laughs) (laughs) Sanchez is just sitting there shaking his head. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. It's okay. They'll wildcat themselves out. Gotta love Sperano. By the way, Rob Riggle, one of the uh, underrated comedians in this world. That guy is hilarious. He is. There were some sketches or some jokes in the first hour that just didn't work. It it felt forced, but it was it was pretty funny. He did he did okay. Just go watch Step Brothers and watch his parts again and. Yeah, that doesn't make you laugh out loud. Yep. But since we are completely off of Dolphins topics and we're over our hour, unless you guys have anything else, I'm going to go ahead and uh, call it a show. No, I'm I'm good. Duke, you good? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, with the Vuvuzelas in the background, I'll say uh, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. Wow, that was really annoying. And <laughs> talk to you all again next week. Night. Night. Night, everyone. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, Editor-in-Chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. To listen to podcasts, check it out. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.